Greetings and good health. I am Dr. Jerrica Sarko, a pediatric and family wellness chiropractor. This is your Lifeline to Vitality, where we discuss ways to cultivate family wellness. Good day and great health. Welcome back to another edition of your Lifeline to Vitality. Today on the podcast, I will be challenging the status quo when it comes to immunity. This is part one of a two-part series. Statement number one. The human immune system is independent and autonomous. This is, in fact, false. You see this narrative more in empirical, reductionalists, materialistic, scientific circles. Some people in this wheelhouse think that the immune system is just a mindless drone. It is going to do whatever it wants, whenever it wants, and however it wants. The truth is, the immune system exists in a symbiotic relationship with the body and its environment. It is dependent and contingent on other factors of the body system and environmental circumstances. The most important symbiotic relationship the immune system has is with the nerve system. It communicates so intimately with the nerve system that it is often labeled as one system, the neuroimmune system. Important cause and effect actions and reactions occur between the nerve and immune systems that heavily influence overall health outcomes. Recognizing that the systems work as an integrated unit is definitely more of a holistic scientific understanding of how the body functions. Statement number two. Natural immunity to infectious disease is the same as artificial immunity. This is, in fact, false. Natural immunity and artificial immunity are going to create two different immune responses within the body. Natural immunity is going to initiate a Th1 cell-mediated immune response, and artificial immunity is going to initiate a Th2 humoral immune response. What's the difference between the two? When we are more naturally exposed to a pathogen and its antigen, the virus or bacteria will infiltrate our cells. This is called an intracellular infection. And once the pathogen enters the cell, one specific type of white blood cell will notify the body of this infection. That cell is a T helper 1 cell, or Th1 for short. The Th1 cell is going to help tell the body that it needs to create antibodies for that specific infection. The antibody production in a cell-mediated response is going to produce antibodies for that antigen for a long-term duration. More often than not, the production of that antibody is going to last the lifetime of the person. Artificial immunity is going to initiate more of a Th2 humoral immune response. The Th2 humoral response is seen in allergic reactions such as bee stings, pollen exposure, and food sensitivities. When an antigen is found not in the cell but floating around the cell, this is called an extracellular infection. For this response, Th2 helper cells are going to tell the body to create a huge spike in antibodies in order to help take care of the extracellular infection. But the thing is, it's only going to produce the antibodies for that response for a short-term duration. Often, it will produce a larger spike in antibodies compared to a cell-mediated response, but it is only short-term. It's going to spike, and then it's going to decrease. 
The greatest example of artificial immunity is found with inoculations or vaccinations. When you get inoculated, your body creates an allergic response to the vaccine. Your body thinks it's an allergen because the vaccine injects a high dose amount of the antigen into the extracellular matrix, or the fluid around the cell. The body is going to create a Th2 humoral response. Because vaccines create a Th2 humoral response, vaccine schedules often include a second or third round of the vaccine. These are called booster shots. Very early on in the study of vaccines, scientists noticed that when they checked for the antibodies years later, the antibody numbers were lower compared to being naturally exposed to the pathogen. The booster shot is an attempt to boost up the antibody production a second or third time. But no matter what, the booster shot will still create a Th2 humoral immune response. Statement number three. Immune responsiveness is genetically determined. This is in fact false. Yes, there are characteristics of our physiology and our makeup that are set in genetic stone, such as eye color. They're going to be with us from the womb to the tomb. Our immune response, though, isn't one of those things. Our immunity is not 100% predetermined. In fact, about 80% of our immune response is going to be epigenetically influenced. Factors that are outside of our genetics, such as diet, behavior, stress, environment, and physical activity, are going to influence our immune system way more than genetic predisposition. Epigenetic influences are going to turn on or turn off different aspects of our genetics and our immune response. Statement number four. Children expressing infectious disease are sick, while vaccinated children are healthy. This is in fact a false statement. With a statement like this, we definitely have to take a step back and ask ourselves bigger questions. What is health? What is sickness? What are our parameters for health and sickness? What are the things that express health? What are the things that express sickness? If we look at the biggest question, what is health, we have to break down the characteristics of what is going to be found within health. And within health, some of the biggest factors we will find are things such as adaptability, dynamic homeostasis, healing, and optimal function. These are all things expressed through our vitality. Another word for vitality is life. Health comes from within life, not from without life. There is no magic pill, powder, or potion that's going to create health within the body. Health is only going to come from the individual. It's only going to come from within. No matter what the pill, powder, or potion is, it's not going to create health or wellness within the body. Also, when we're talking about being infected, you might be expressing symptoms or you might be considered quote-unquote sick. But these are still expressions of health. The greatest example I can think of is a fever. When you get infected by a certain pathogen, what does your body usually do? It heats up. Your body heats up and causes a fever to kill off the pathogen. This is an expression of health. When I get infected by a certain pathogen, I want my body to express that aspect of health. I want to have a fever. If my body was infected and my body didn't create that fever, that would be an example of being sick. Statement number five. Antibody titers are the determinants of immunity to infection. This is in fact a false statement. 
Yes, the production of antibodies is a very important aspect of your immunity and your immune health. But it's only one piece of the puzzle. There are a lot of other factors that are going to help stimulate or promote your immunity. Some examples of ways to help support your immune system are to look at things such as your gut health or your microbiome, your mental or emotional state, the Th1, Th2 balance, your nutrition, and your diet. And as a chiropractor, I believe the biggest piece of that puzzle is your nerve system health. This is when we have to ask the question, how is your nerve system functioning? Nerve system health is synonymous with immune system health. Chiropractic wants to help your nerve system function better and, by proxy, your immune system as well. Thank you for listening. For even more information on how chiropractic can benefit you and your family, please check out my website, ohiospecific.com. That's O-H-I-O-S-P-E-C-I-F-I-C dot com. Until next time, remember to keep your head cool, feet warm, and your mind busy.